Welcome back to the Redundant Rufus podcast. I am your host, Rufus. I am grateful for this opportunity to speak on a topic that is near and dear to my heart. That is the paranormal, specifically personal encounters of mine with the paranormal. Now, in my previous episode, if you missed it, it was about my discovery of J.R.R. Tolkien. If you're interested in that podcast episode, then be sure to listen to that once you're finished with this. And let's get started. So the paranormal is something that was really big in my house growing up. My family history is littered with so many great stories. Maybe littered is the wrong word choice. Regardless, we have a wealth of paranormal encounters experienced by my ancestors, my contemporary family. It's something that was always great bedtime stories. As I said in my previous episode, my father gave us very colorful, very historic bedtime stories. A lot of them were family ghost stories. I would like to build on that a bit by sharing my own personal experiences. And these are experiences that I've shared mainly with close family. If you're new to this podcast, well, you'll also be new to these great stories. Well, I consider them great because they were formative in my understanding of the paranormal, my respect for it, and being able to recognize that there is an invisible world around us. My intention for this is not to make anybody feel uneasy or fearful to turn off the lights or to be in their house alone. There's actually a good message with uh, one of the stories that I'll give uh, because there's things that we can learn, things that we can uh, maybe better appreciate about our own lives when we learn about those that lived before us and some that have claimed the privilege of seeing their apparitions. So the first encounter, I remember I was about three years old being in my crib and my house growing up was very old. It was built somewhere in the 1830s, 1840s, one of the original homes on our street in a small town, and it was filled with so many creeks. It was incredibly drafty. There were always noises. I slept on the top floor as I got older, and it it was just filled with so much noise. Very drafty. You could just tell that the home was very old, and you always felt like there were a bunch of people staring at you. That's just the, the vibes that you got, but we all, my siblings and I, we got used to it. But when I was about three, I recall waking up in my crib and I look up and see this hideous creature. I, I can't explain it any better than the word hideous. They were in the attitude of mocking me. They were pointing at me, laughing at me. They had a very evil grin. They were kind of discolored. It didn't make sense to me. It wasn't like any person I had seen. The creepiest thing wasn't so much their appearance, it was their, well, they were inaudible. I couldn't hear them as they were laughing. Now, I don't remember being fearful. I just remember feeling just confused or curious, like, who was this? And they proceeded to turn around and exit the bedroom. So I stand up in my crib and they turn back and look at me and continue in the action or the behavior of laughing at me. And they proceed to go through the wall, turn around, laugh at me again, and they disappeared. Now, typically we don't remember things too much before age five or four, but I remember that. That's a distinct memory. And I do recall I was big enough to climb out of my crib, and I walked to my parents' bedroom and woke them up, and I remember telling them just what I saw. So that was that. 
There's nothing else I can make sense of that story other than, in hindsight, it was incredibly creepy, but interesting. So make of that what you will. The second encounter I had, I was about 10 years old, and one of the great things I loved to do in my backyard was just using my imagination. Having invisible fights against monsters or against knights or enemy soldiers, and I'd have like a stick that I'd pretend to be my weapon, so I'd be slicing in the air, you know, just having so much fun. I was close to what we used to have a shed, and the shed was very old. At one point, someone lived in there, not while we resided on the property, but at some bygone time, there was an individual who lived there, and the remnants of their belongings were um, were still present. The shed at the time was used nothing more than storage for our bikes and our lawnmower, and about 6,000 species of spiders. So, with that being said, I was out by the shed, and I proceed to turn around at my back patio, which was about 30 feet away, and I see a woman, clear as day, in the action of walking, not toward me or away from me just walking just facing to my left and I could describe her down to the very most detail it's many years later and I still can she had a fair complexion she seemed very kind she just had that demeanor you know carrying herself she had a red cap red lipstick a red coat that kind of looked like it came from the the 40s maybe or 50s she had a red skirt that went down to just above her knees or below her knees she had red shoes a red purse and i assume she had red you know nail polish just everything was red clearly her favorite color and i paused just like who is the who is this is like a friend of my parents and as soon as i saw her she disappeared and that was that <laughs> I had no I had no explanation of what I was looking at. And I went inside and I told my parents and you know of course they thought that was very interesting and you know life went on just kind of forgot about it. Well, a couple months later, I'm in my bedroom, the top floor of the house. I remember I had just taken a bath, so I was getting dressed and I turned to look where one of my brother's beds used to be and I saw this same woman. Same attire, same demeanor, just walking towards the window. And again, as soon as I saw her, she left. But it was so distinct, it imprinted in my head, my, my brain. I'm like, who is this person? And that point I got scared because I'm like, the first time I saw her, you know, I kind of shook it off like, oh, maybe I was just seeing something. Well, I saw her again. I was getting a bit scared. Now, I wasn't afraid of her in the sense just that who am I seeing that just appears and then disappears in my home? Well, I'll get back to this story after my my third encounter, which I'll start now. Um, there's a a twist to it. So the the third encounter was within the same year of seeing this woman who I call the lady in red, very original. Um, I remember during spring break, I think it was fourth or fifth, I think it was fifth grade. And I'm just sitting on my couch in the living room and I turn to look at the kitchen doorway, which is about, you know, 15, 20 feet away. And I see this woman, not the woman in red. It was a woman who had kind of like a auburn hair kind of put up in a bun above her head 
She had a long blue dress that went down to the floor. She had her hands folded in front of her with a very stern look, looked like looking at me as if I did something wrong or I was in trouble or just wondering who I was. Like I got very bad vibes on this and then she disappeared. So I said to myself, John, go upstairs and talk to mom about this. So as I was going upstairs, um, I was close to the top of the steps. I turn around and she's standing at the bottom of the steps looking up at me. Same position, just looking up, just with this look of like distaste, like who, like who are you? What are you doing here? And then she disappeared. So I go into my mother's bedroom where she's folding laundry and I tell her what just happened. And so a thing about my, my dear mother, she passed away uh, several years ago, um, but she had a very special connection to, well, the invisible world, if you will. She had many experiences. Um, and this particular individual come to find out she had seen more than once. So we had that connection. I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy here. You know, mom has seen them too. And so, you know, we talked about it for a minute and I decided, well, I'm just going to, you know, go play upstairs. You know, like a kid, I just, you know, move on to the next thing. So I had to, you know, to get up to my room, I had to go up another flight of steps and I get to the top of the stairs and I turn and the same woman was standing there looking up at me with the same face. But I forgot to mention, when I went to my mother's bedroom to talk to her, the same woman appeared in the doorway. So I saw her four times inside of five minutes. And she just looked pissy, for lack of a better word. Um, but I never saw her again. Now, going back to my second story with the lady in red, my parents had, uh, they found who had lived in the house previously. And there was a man, a middle-aged man, who they were able to get in contact with because they had questions about the house. And so he came by some time later. And this man, like I said, was middle-aged, but he he looked very depressed. From what I remember, he looked very depressed. He just looked unwell, like he didn't take care of himself. And anyway, my parents asked him you know, questions about the house, who lived there, the residents. And they start bringing up the, the, the ghosts that we had seen or people we had seen. And they related who I had seen, this lady in red. And you know, I could describe every aspect of her. And his whole countenance just changed as they were telling him this. And I remember that. He was sitting at our dining room table and his whole countenance changed. And come to find out that woman in red that I had seen was his mother and he started to get emotional and he, he said you know that's exact that was her favorite color was red she loved to wear red and that's all i remember from the conversation i know my parents spoke to him a bit more but he left and sometime later it was months later uh, he comes back and he was completely changed a different countenance he had a smile on his face. He was, he looks like he had cleaned himself up and 
come to find out the experience that I had and sharing that with him and knowing that his mother, like I said, she had a, a kind countenance. She was smiling. That helped him because he was still grieving for, for, you know, from the loss of his mother. It affected him deeply. But knowing that she was happy was enough for him to change his life around. And that's the part of paranormal stories that I like the most. It's, you know, it's one thing to see apparitions or experience certain paranormal activity. But I find it so, such com a compelling witness that there is an invisible world. That they're filled with individuals that did live on this earth. That lived in the same space as us. And... I'm not going to get into the, you know, the, the theology or spirituality or anything else re regarding this. I'm just saying this is this was such an important event or experience in the paranormal because I was given this gift of sight, if you will, being able to see this individual in that moment in time when her son needed to know that she was happy. I always remember that. I cherish that experience. Those were the only encounters that I can recall as a child. You know, as we grow up, our minds change, we mature, and, you know, we start to rationalize, become analytical, critical of things, and we start to just, you know, our minds just change, our perception of things change. I, I never saw anything again, and I'm grateful in, the, in, the, in regards to the experiences that I had, that I was able to see these individuals in their time. Now, I have to mention the third instance of the woman in blue, the long blue dress. The man that I mentioned earlier, he said that that woman was his grandmother and that she was a very mean individual. And how I described her was very accurate, like from what she wore, but also... She just was not a kind person to be around. So that was another confirming you know, witness to me that I had actually seen actual people. And I think at least with the woman in blue, she was seeing me and wondering, who, who the hell are you? <laughs> what are you doing here, kid? You know, get out of my house. And she was following me through the house. And thankfully, that was the only time that uh, I saw her. But uh, there, there, there's so many paranormal stories out there and encounters people have had. And unfortunately, there are many that they've affected negatively for, for different reasons. And, I'm, you know, unfortunately, that, that does happen where some experiences are so horrific or so traumatic that it's difficult for many to overcome or see, you know, the bright side of, you know, why was I exposed to to that particular occurrence or that experience? Why did I have to feel it or my family go through with it? But I can tell you from my own experience that there is the side of the paranormal. It is not worth being afraid of. It's something to be grateful about. Being grateful to hear stories like the ones that I've I related today, that there are people out there who have passed on who sometimes just want the world to know that they're okay. Uh, that is the end of this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, there's plenty of other stories that I could divulge from my family history. Some, many that are, uh, are scary, I will say. 
and you probably shouldn't, you know, listen to when the lights are off and when you're alone in your house. Um, you can find my podcast uh, on Spotify, on Podcast Index, Samsung Music, and Amazon Music. I'll try to get it on other platforms, but for now, that's where you can find them. And I thank you for listening. Take care.